It's time for your NBA fix. This is the Big Show Daily Assist. Featuring all the latest news and insight on the association. Now joining the Big Show. Senior NBA writer for The Athletic, Sam Amick. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Out to the Smart Rain special guest line we go. It's no mystery. Utah's in an extreme drought. That is why Smart Rain is the solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation. Find out more at smartrain.net. He does make the magic happen for the athletic. He's our good friend, Sam Amick. What's up, Sam? How are you? Good afternoon, guys. Good to be with you. I've been a little while. Yeah, it has been. We're glad to have you on. Uh, Sam, I know you like to spend time with your family. Do you ever have any, an RV or do you ever go camping or you get out in the outdoors anywhere? <laughs> uh, we, we camp a little bit, not all that often, but no RV action, uh, you know, unless it's a relative or a friend who is inviting us into their uh, their, their setup. But, no, I'm, I'm not afraid of the outdoors. grew up certainly, uh, you know, going to sleep under the stars. Yeah, well, okay. hopefully Sam knew that we're here at the RV yeah, show yeah, because if he no didn't sense. know that, that was a pretty I random RV question. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for the context. <laughs> Sam, Sam's going, why are you asking me about that? What's wrong with you? Oh, that's so hey, funny. Jordan, I just roll with it. Whatever, you know what I mean? No <laughs> Next time we'll be at the boat show. We'll yeah. ask you about a boat. Yeah. Sam has uh, an article out or a, a piece out in The Athletic headline, This is Our Time Right Here, Donovan Mitchell on Jazz Bouncing Back, The Bright Side of Injury, Education, and More. Tell us a little bit about your convo with Donovan. Good chat. Um, like I wrote a little bit unorthodox in terms of kind of like how we connected. And you think you guys, you kind of know the media uh, deal in terms of most of the time stuff that I'll do with a player like this would be, you know, either in person, one-on-one, or just over the phone through the team or through an agent or through the player himself. This was different because Donovan and his mom, Nicole, as you guys know, because you had him on your show, were doing a, an effort with uh, Clorox to help teachers. And um, long story short for me, you guys know, I, I've told you before, my wife's a teacher. So when I saw that part of it, I was like, you know what? Let me see what Clorox has to say. How's this going to work? And told them, like, hey, I'm going to want to talk hoops. So, like, make sure he knows that we're not just talking – you know, off-court stuff. And so, I, in the end, to be honest, I enjoyed it. Um, it was a Zoom call with Donovan and his mom, and she was very pleasant and fun to talk to and love what they're doing in terms of, you know, Donors Choose, that website where you can help teachers with supplies that, you know, typically that stuff comes out of the pocket. But eventually, we would talk hoop, and I was uh, happy to at least get to pick his brain a little bit about the all things jazz and, and where he's at, how he's feeling, how he's seeing next season. And uh, Gordon, you know, you even got a, a little bit of a shout out from Sam in that uh, yeah. in that column. Oh, well, not, yeah, no, Gordon, I haven't seen that. Gordon, help me out. See, Gordon, here's what you did. As I as I tried to figure out how I felt like framing the critical race theory part of the Donovan Mitchell discussion, um, truthfully, because here's I guess a quick like side story. We go to talk, Donovan and I, and it was about a half an hour before the conversation is everything starts popping up online about the Utah Senate leader, you know, who said what he said about Donovan and, and critical race theory. And and so then it became something where I certainly needed to ask them about it. They didn't want to address it. But um, to your credit, Gordon, I enjoyed your column on the situation. And so rather than kind of hijacking your perspective, uh, yeah, I had a little shout-out on there and told people to, to read your stuff because I thought you said it well when 
when Donovan was basically told to shut up and dribble, which which I thought was pretty pretty low rent. But yeah, that was that was part of our chat as well. So Sam, uh, you you've known Donovan, and you're all, everybody in the NBA knows you, and there's a connection with you. Did you learn what what's something new that you learned about Donovan, or something that was substantiated in a way that you thought was meaningful? I, I like the way you put that. What was substantiated and meant more coming straight from him was the general idea that while he had a lot of very good moments in the playoffs and played well uh, at a lot of different times, that he at no point felt like himself because of the ankle. And I actually kind of lightheartedly told him, I said, you know, Don, I turned my ankle three months ago. I know I'm an old guy now, but like, I'm still trying to feel normal and get it back all the way. I'm doing physical therapy and it's been three plus months. And with you, you know, you were gone much less than that, but people kept calling for you to come back and expecting you to be a Superman again. And, and so he, for, to hear him admit that he was below the rim and he, he had a line where he said, he goes, Sam, you know me, I like to go through you, around you, over you when I play the game and that the injury forced him to think differently, to play differently you know, in ways that he thinks made him better long-term. But, you know, he was not uh, at 100% during the playoffs. And, and, you know, people can disagree also with his opinion, but he feels like, you know, if Mike Conley doesn't get hurt, if he's 100%, that they get through the Clippers and, and maybe it's them in the finals instead of the Suns. Did you tell him about your helicopter ride? We did not. I didn't, I didn't want to pull him that far into the, uh, <laughs> the moment. No, I did not tell him. Although it sounds weird to say this, I'm weirdly glad that my ankle is still giving me problems because the longer that is an issue, I feel like it justifies the helicopter ride. You know what I mean? <laughs> For those of our listeners who missed that, Jake, how would you describe what happened to Sam? Sam got hurt hiking, and some places in Hawaii are tough to get to, yeah. so uh, he got lifted out of there. Yeah, it's, uh, it's right. Yeah, right. June 4th. Uh, Sam, I I want to tell you a couple of my observations with Donovan and in your interactions. I'm I'm curious if if you agree, because I think they've always been a couple of strengths of his. Uh, One is he's always been accountable. I mean, you listen to his post-game press conferences after every game, you know, good game, bad game. He'll tell you about it and be accountable about it. And I think somewhat related maybe is his attitude about improvement and always looking to get better and add to his game. I think those are two of his real strengths and they might be related. Would you, would you agree with those, with that take? Yeah, I would for sure. I mean, to me, Jake, that goes back to the, you know, the observation he made about, all right, first of all, I wasn't myself in the playoffs, but what to spin it forward, what he shared was that, he thinks that the things he learned because he was forced to play, you know, in that kind of physical shape and to think differently and do all the things we just talked about, he thinks he can carry that forward with him and essentially be a smarter, more dangerous player because you're now going to add in, to steal his words, you're adding the athleticism back. And, you know, and it's kind of the best of both worlds. At least that's his vision for, you know, the, this uh, version of himself in 2021. So, yeah, he's a guy that's gotten better every year. He's a guy that you talk about accountability. You know, when when Shaq and the TNT crew want to sit there and say that he's not enough of a playmaker and he's not enough of this or that, you know, he's, he doesn't get in his feelings and and uh, and kind of clap back at him. He he doesn't have to love it, but, I mean, he, he handles things in a pretty classy way. So I think you're right. And, and the other thing, just for Jazz fans in general, is they know is like, the, the dude is about as competitive 
as anybody that I am covering in today's NBA. I mean, he had moments in the playoffs where, uh, you know, especially in that Memphis series, where it was it was video game stuff. It was like NBA Jam when when it's the he's on fire mode, you know, and and you can't sustain that all the way through. But he's special, and I think we're going to continue to see that next year for sure. Sammy, you used a word there. Uh, you said smarter. Uh, Donovan is one of the more intelligent guys that I've run across through the years. And so my question to you is, since he's so interested in these other issues off the court, um, how does that affect his game on the court? Does it get in the way? Does it uh, uh, bolster it? Uh, does it both or neither? I, what, what do you think? No, I love it. I mean, we, we listen, we got to give these guys space to be balanced individuals. And if your balance comes with a dedication to your job in addition to, you know, your personal life and whatever you might have there, but also giving back in the community, I just don't know how anybody, you know, could could uh, could not be happy with that. I mean, it's funny. I was actually just having a chat with my father-in-law about the difference between, you know, athletes maybe of today's generation and, and if you go back 30, 40 years, and admittedly, as a guy who grew up in the 80s, I was kind of saying, listen, we're talking baseball. I'm like, back in the old days, there was this, you know, baseball players, they would get romanticized if they if they went straight from the ball yard to the bar and then they slept in until 2 in the afternoon and got up and did it all over again. Like, a lot of today's guys are, are in the gym uh, a ton. They're on the training table a ton. They're doing a lot of the community. I think, you know, there's a lot of guys in today's game, you know, basketball obviously is the only spot where I can really speak on it. It's, I think they'd hold up, you know, in any time. And I, and I like the fact that, that they know how to use their voice. And Donovan in particular, you know, he's, he's gotten very discerning about how to use his It's made an impact. Uh, I think, you know, it should be flattering to him that his name is coming up in political settings where real change actually happens. And, and uh, you know, I think as far as uh, his play and his dedication to the game itself, I mean, the results speak for themselves. The guy's tremendous. Uh, when when you asked him about uh, new ownership, um, I thought I found his answer interesting, uh, Sam. That he kind of went into the overall status of the franchise as a whole when talking about him. He brought up Dwayne Wade and the re-signings and those sorts of things, and it it seemed like an answer. Maybe I'm reading in this too much that he's pleased with where the franchise is and what they've done uh, at least uh, this off season. No, it seemed like it for sure. Um, out of curiosity, Jake, did you? read the interview or did you get a chance to hear it as well i read it i have got to admit i, I did not have a chance to no no to it's not it. admitting just i'm just curious because we we ran it on the podcast and there was some video stuff too. so like if you heard the audio uh i mean you read it right so i asked about ryan and i think within that question i alluded very quickly to dennis Lindsay, you know not being there uh yeah. in his role anymore and and so yes he went macro with his response and did seem pleased with, you know, the structure of things. Because, I mean, full disclosure, and the way I asked the question was, I think I said, listen, to shoot you straight, you know, you're the most important player in the franchise. And, you know, kind of your combination of physical well-being and mental well-being and, and happiness level matters quite a bit. So what do you think of the operation and its effectiveness overall with Ryan at the top? So he did. He highlighted things like D-Wade who he called his big brother and said that helps. Um, you know, I mentioned Quinn Snyder still being there as a, a security blanket of sorts and a guy that he obviously has a connection with. So um, no deep, and, you know, I mean, listen, because of the somewhat brief nature of the chat, I mean, there was certainly 
topics like that where I would have loved to have dived deeper. You know, I wanted to ask about Justin Zanuck. You know, what you know, how are you feeling about Justin running the front office now and, and things of that nature. But as far as his mood, his response, and the, uh, the pulse of it, you know, he did seem to be in a pretty good place with the organization. Okay, Sam, so now I'm going to ask you to speculate a little bit, but you're well-informed. So let me, let me ask you, at, at Donovan's lowest moment, how frustrated was he, do you think? I mean, you're only as good as kind of your sources, right, Gordon? You know that? Yeah. So, yes, he was very fr- – I mean, that's my, my interpretation, and we're going back to the ankle stuff in round one when he thought he could play and you had communication issues and, and you know, his personal folks had said that he was essentially cleared, but the team didn't agree, and so there was that frustration. Then there, you know, there was frustration on the back end of the playoff loss too. I mean, the way they went down to the Clippers with a somewhat embarrassing kind of, you know, Terrence Mann game and everything. Um, you know, that even even with the health stuff that Donovan highlighted, you know, I think that was still a tough pill to swallow. So, what I I think it's an interesting like quality of his personality is he's got this this uh, you know the, he's this guy with a smile on his face almost all the time. And a guy who is so incredibly likable, and then but that intensity that shows itself on the floor, competitive, you know, competitiveness-wise, and that's there off the floor too. I mean, you hear like he, he burns hot when you know when the group doesn't achieve what he thinks they're capable of achieving. So that's a long answer to your question. I think he was he's pretty frustrated, and I think they have been massaging the situation, you know, for quite some time. And it's you know I don't want to to kind of over-represent. I mean, again, this was a, a 15-minute discussion we had, so I'd feel more confident if I, without really knowing how he felt if we sat down for an hour. But, you know, it, I think it's not for nothing that he, he did say nothing but positive things about where he's at now. Well, uh, uh, an offshoot of that, Sam, uh, really he is as important as he is for the Utah Jazz and their future success. Uh, I think he's every bit as important for the state of Utah. I, I really do. Uh, the things, the perspective he brings is important for people to hear here. And I and I hope he, he knows that. I don't know if you talked with him about that at all, but uh, if you haven't, I will at some point. He probably knows that already. I would love to have that conversation or to read it in one of your columns. Um, that, you know, I, I kind of gave up on that angle. Gordon, when when I asked him about the situation with the, the Senate in Utah, and he chose on that particular day, you know, he and his mother both to not take that thing head on, then I kind of waved the white flag on <laughs> the idea that he was going to, you know, offer that perspective. But I couldn't agree with you more. Um, I think there's an interesting thing happening between, you know, Donovan and the state of Utah right now, where I think he only he knows to what degree he's willing to play this part because I think he can continue to have a really good impact, but it's going to come with occasional uncomfortable moments like the one that happened a couple weeks ago. Um, and if he's, you know, if he's got the, the thick skin for it, I think that a lot of good could come from it. It's just a question of does he reach a point where he says, man, this is wearing me out. I just want to play ball. Well, Sam, I want to get your opinion on the Jazz offseason. Uh, what do you think about uh, the ad- uh, the additions they've made, and you think they've at least somewhat put themselves in a better position? Yeah, I do. I think they're in a good spot. Um, it's funny because, uh, you know, I, uh, I'm always guilty of, like, 
when you write about a certain person, then your focus inevitably shifts to their team. And so I've been thinking about the Jazz more um, within the past couple of weeks and kind of returned to the conclusion that, you know, no surprise, the team that had the best record in the league last year, I think very well um, could have it again this coming season. Now the, the Nets and their health is going to be the first thing you think of. The Lakers, I'm going to say that as they work out their kinks, the, you know, I think they're not going to be the team that's going to have the best regular season record. But the Jazz with the continuity, I like the Rudy Gay addition, getting Mike Conley back, um, you know, the health, all those things. I think that, you know, they are going to be, it's kind of like riding a bike. You know, you're just going to win a lot of games in the regular season. So I, and from there, it's kind of just hurry up and wait till April and see if they're healthy and see, you know, if, if they can do it again. Um, the, you know, the locker room dynamics, I think, matter a great deal. I believe Joe Ingram is coming up on a free agency year, so it's kind of like, all right, you still got Joe there as, as the old head wise guy who's kind of a, a glue guy on and off the floor. You got, you know, Rudy, uh, who had a tough finish to his season. Yet again, he's going to have some uh, some of that chip on his shoulder because folks are going to be talking about him. So I like their mix, um, just a matter of you know how far they can take it. So a lot of people around here are talking, Sam, about the additions and obviously the retaining of, uh, of Mike Conley. But I guess coming back to Donovan again, the question is, can he elevate his game on a consistent level to be able to counter or cancel out the superstars in the league when the Jazz match up with them in a playoff setting? I mean – I think the answer is yes, and I just think here's where their championship prospects get really dicey a little strong, but they get, you know, quasi-tenuous, uh, if that makes any sense, is that, you know, it, it was a great move to, to hold on to Mike. It just is what it is. Mike's a guy who was, he dealt with health problems last year, and you're going to have to hold your breath to see if he can stay healthy this year. If Mike Conley's at his best, he offers the kind of balance that Donovan needs, and that's not an indictment of Donovan's game. That's just today's NBA. Like Nobody's out there doing it alone, and Donovan and Rudy are a fantastic duo, one of the best in the NBA, but, you know, it, it takes more than that in today's game, you know, and, and that's just a reality. So I think a lot of, you know, it, it, there's part of me that says, of course, nobody matters more than Donovan and Rudy, but Mike is right there, and you know, I think uh, you know if he struggles to stay on the floor, then then they just they're going to have a ceiling um, to, to what they can do. But I do expect Donovan marginally to keep improving in all these other areas. You know, the the playmaking in particular. You know, he's talked before about how it bothers him that these long streaks that he'll have with you know with with no double digits and assists or rebounds, where it's you know you're you're kind of just taking the D-Wade approach, which is, is not a bad approach. <laughs> the guy had a hell of a career. Uh, but, you know, I, I think Donovan will keep getting better, but he's got to have the help from that, uh, that star core around him. Sam, it's great to hear your voice in the offseason, man. Is. Thanks for, for stopping by and hanging out with us for a minute. No worries, guys. I hope the, the AC is working in the RV and everybody's uh, you know, <laughs> having a good time out there. Well, if I buy one of these, Sam, I'll invite you and the boys out. And uh, Jake, uh, we'll have him say in a tent or something. I don't we know. should do a sponsorship deal. And when, oh, when, they, yeah. when I finally come out, 
finally come out to Salt Lake City for the playoffs. Maybe I'll, I'll go from Sacramento <laughs> to uh, Salt Lake City in an RV. How about that? Oh, <laughs> see, good. we are thinking now. I like where Sam finds <laughs> at. Let's, let's make this happen. Yeah, uh, you just take your computer with you and yeah. you do your work from there, yeah. Sam. It'd be awesome. I need, I need a TV signal somehow, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll figure it out. we got another sponsor that could help you with yeah. that. Yeah, with a thing called the Tailgater. It's yeah. uh, pretty useful. Uh, yeah. But, Sam, thank you very Perfect. much. We appreciate you. No problem, guys. Be good. See you, buddy. Our friend Sam Amick uh, from The Athletic.